The Pro Act Know How. Welcome to this Twitter space. Uh, we're live on Twitter and on YouTube for this uh, um, webinar this afternoon. So uh, listen to what we've got to say. Today we're talking about understanding residency between uh, the EU and uh, UK post Brexit. So what is the difference in that context um, uh, post Brexit? So we're trying to coordinate we're on Twitter spaces uh, as well. You can follow us on Proex Sam says there, as well as this uh, YouTube feed, which we're following uh, to next week. Post Brexit and post COVID, the world is changing and beginning to move on, and and uh, political uh, arrangements being made. Obviously, that's complicated by what's going on with uh, Russia and Ukraine, uh, but the world moves on. Uh, elections come, uh, politicians come and go. And, um, and how did that affect expats living, working abroad? And particularly, we're looking at the understanding within the EU and, and the UK and how that relationship is changing uh, between those. Uh, there's a spectre of the EU Schengen zone. This is a visa-free travel into the EU. Um, and so we want to have a look at that and consider how that impacts um, uh, the, the the expats and the coming and going uh, into that um, uh, post Brexit, uh, overseas property owners are impacted. Um, uh, remote workers are impacted. So if you're working remotely, uh, either post COVID, you you got the opportunity to work remotely uh, for your existing employer um, in another country uh, within the EU or or the UK, how is the regulations changing and impacting you there? Uh, but also if you own uh, an overseas property, you may have owned that before Brexit and the, the regulations change now and that could restrict the time uh, that you spend in Provence or, or Italy, or Portugal or, or Cyprus. So those are the things that we're going to consider there. Under international law, short stay rules apply for expats living and working abroad. Um, the, uh, the short stay rules are, are quite um, uh, the uniform around the world. So you've got this 90 day rule. Uh, so any short uh, business or, or holiday or, or family trip up to 90 days can be taken without any a consequence unless a, a country has got its own special visa requirements. Countries like Indonesia, for example, will issue a visa uh, for a tourist on, on arrival. Um, <clears throat> and, but it, for UK expats and, and many other uh, uh, citizens of, of uh, large, well-established countries may have visa-free travel to other countries irrespective of that. So the short stay rules uh, are generally 90 days. And if you stay in the UK or uh, Ireland or another country beyond 90 days, then some form of a visitor uh, temporary or, or, or residency visa will be required. And this is what the Schengen zone is about. Um, the difference with the Schengen zone and, and, and Europe is that it does enforce uh, and has enforced this 90 day in 180 stay rule. So within the Schengen zone, uh, you can freely travel 
uh, with a Schengen visa into a country, but only for 90 days and 180. And, and this is going to be extended um, uh, in, in the next couple of years using electronic travel authorities. So short stay rules generally mean that any short trip up to three months is allowable. And if you've got a holiday home and you want to go and stay there for three months, you know, you, you don't need to necessarily change what you're doing. If you want to go and work uh, in, in the south of France for three months, generally, again, you don't need to take any action. But if your working is for a longer period of time or your stay is over that period, then you need to consider other actions. So let's have a look at the, the first reason why that might be. Um, <clears throat> the, the UK have announced recently this year that they're going to introduce electronic travel authorities. Um, the UK system will be similar to the American electronic travel authority. So even though a, a, a British person can travel to the USA visa free, they still have to have electronic travel authority approved online uh, for them to be able to board and, and, and travel into that country. Um, the aims with the UK is to have the electronic travel authority fully introduced, embedded and, and uh, digitized by 2025. But it comes into force from November 23, the first country to um, be required uh, for the electronic travel authority is Qatar um, and, and some of the other Middle East countries will come in early in 24. Um, but again, this scheme will unroll quite quickly. Uh, the plan is to get it fully operational by 25. Uh, digital cross-border um, uh, electronic travel authorities for visa-free travel into the UK and that will include EU citizens um, that going into the UK. Now, the UK system is just announced this year and it's fairly new. So keep in touch with us. Uh, subscribe to our Living and Working Abroad channel uh, on YouTube or follow us on our Twitter channel, uh, ProExam, where we, we've got, uh, we do regular spaces and chats there. Um, and then we can, we, we can keep your guidance with how the, the UK regulations will change. The people that won't need the UK uh, Electronic Travel Authority are British citizens, overseas territory citizens and um, uh, Irish citizens. <clears throat> Let's consider now the impact of the EU uh, Electronic Travel Authorities. Now, the EU have got a different name and they've been trying to introduce it and it, it, this introduction has been put back uh, from 2020, 22 and 23, again, it's been put back. It, it's due to come into force again in November this year uh, and, and, and roll out implementation in 24, though that is unclear at, at today's date that that, that, that that will be happened. Uh, the Electronic Travel Authority is generally under the Schengen Zone rules, however, it is different. So there's 30 European countries which will require electronic travel authority. That includes uh, the the 27 Schengen zone countries, um, but it only includes uh, um, the Schengen zone only includes 22 of the EU countries. Um, Cyprus, 
Bulgaria and Romania are EU countries that are not in the Schengen zone. Uh, Croatia has recently joined at the start of 2023. Uh, Bulgaria and Romania are approved uh, to, to join the Schengen zone, but not fully adopted there yet. And Cyprus is, is scheduled in 2023 to be fully vetted um, uh, to, to be approved to go into the Schengen zone. And, and my reading of that situation based upon uh, our experience is that you could see that the EU at the end of 2023 uh, allowing uh, Cyprus, Bulgaria, Romania into the Schengen zone for the start of the travel authority scheme. Even so, uh, they'll be part of that anyway. Ireland is in the EU, but it's not in the Schengen zone and it doesn't intend to go into the Schengen zone. Um, <clears throat> Switzerland, Liechtenstein, Norway and Iceland are in the Schengen zone and so they're part of this European agreement. Um, there's a small town in uh, uh, in Greenland uh, called Greenland. There's a small town called Greenland. It's the biggest island in the world. It's part of continental America, but it's actually a, a dependent territory of Denmark. So technically that's within the EU. Uh, so traveling to Denmark for, uh, for Greenland would, will be part of the ETS travel scheme as well. Um, so keep in touch, uh, living and working abroad online and all our Twitter spaces uh, for more information and guidance on the implementation, the rollout of the EU ETS scheme. But we're going to look at it in more detail, the implications of that going forward. What I want to consider now is what is the point of the Schengen uh, visa area? Um, the EU is all about freedom of movement within the EU. And, and technically, uh, there are no border checks within the EU. So if you've got a, uh, if you're an EU citizen or you've got uh, an EU resident permit, you don't need um, uh, to go across a border and have the normal border checks that you would do if you're going into a new country from outside. So you don't need to have that, that external uh, border check um, uh, for that. And the Schengen zone in the EU specifically exclude uh, an, uh, EU countries from carrying out those border checks. But a border check is not the same as a police check. So police checks are still allowed. The police checks are allowed even within the Schengen zone area. So while you've got your resident permit for the uh, EU, which allows you to go across border um, without, without the border check, um, national countries within the European or Schengen zone are, are still allowed to um, uh, uh, apply police checks uh, to check your passports. And so with a country like Cyprus, all the immigration officials are border, are part of the police department. And see in the UK as well, it's border police, that the, the um, uh, border immigration control could be civil servants, but it could also be part of the police force. And the police can always check. So even in the Schengen zone, EU, uh, you can still get a check on the border, but it would be a police check. Uh, which they would uh, be able to uh, check in terms of, um, uh, and the Schengen zone is all about that cross-border cooperation, the legal enforcement of entitlements set by international 
uh, and national interests within the EU zone. Um, but the Schengen zone also protects the external integrity of the EU. So to cross into the EU, um, uh, that, that's where the, the Schengen zone visa is required to get into that zone and, and, and allow you then once you're in there to, to freely move around. Um, <clears throat> the, the police checks being the national responsibility. Uh, but if you've got the Schengen zone visa and you're coming into the EU, you have to have your uh, uh, visa has to give you your point of entry from the country in which you're entering into the EU, that, that external border. Uh, if you don't, um, uh, it, it then allows you to go to the other places if you've got the Schengen visa without additional restriction other than subject to being part of that, that please check. So just to confirm again that the Schengen zone is, is, is 22 of the EU states plus Bulgaria and Romania who are joining uh, Cyprus are being evaluated this year to, to join. But Ireland, although an EU country is not part of the Schengen zone, are not intending to be. Let's consider now um, uh, what, what's needed when you've got the electronic travel authority for the EU. Uh, what do you need when you arrive? When you're crossing a border into the EU um, what, uh, from an externally, what do you need? Um, uh, the electronic travel authority is required for anybody who's got visa-free travel into an EU country, um, but they need to have the electronic travel authority to board and then land in that country. Um, and you need to apply and get that electronic travel authority before you, you travel. Once you've applied and got that electronic travel authority, that will last you for two or three years. You can make multiple trips with the same travel authority, but you need to have that in place. However, when you're crossing an external border into the EU or the uh, uh, ETIAS, the, the travel zone area, you still need all your supporting documents. So if you've had to supply additional documents uh, for you or for your family member who may not be uh, from a visa-free country, you then have to have all those additional documents to support that with your travel authority as well. Because, why is that? Because national countries within the EU can still do a police check. So although they won't do a, a formal official border check, the police check can still say, show me your resident permit, show me your passport, show me your, your, your ID documentation from your home country. And this could apply even to air crew or, or ship crew that, that are, are visiting this EU country. That depends upon national uh, laws that, 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 that would be applied, okay? Um, so who doesn't need the electronic travel authority going into the EU? Uh, well, the, the European, the 30 countries uh, that are part of the electronic travel authority system don't need um, uh, uh, um, uh, citizens of that country don't need uh, the electronic travel authority to travel around those other 30. So it's not just the um, uh, EU countries, it's not just the Schengen zone countries, it's, it's uh, the additional countries that are, are members of, of that zone as well. Um, <clears throat> the ETIAS, um, uh, so if you're a UK national, and you've got a, a residency permit um, 
in a, an EU country uh, with the withdrawal treaty protections, then you will not need an electronic travel authority. However, when you're traveling, you then need to be able to demonstrate and show that you've got a residency permit or an ID card for your, for your country in which you're visiting uh, to be able to uh, get into that uh, country. You have to bear in mind here, uh, as an EU national, if you've got a, a residency permit under the EU withdrawal treaty, uh, in theory, it, it, it allows you access and that freedom of movement within the EU. But in practice, um, the, the, the residency permit is only going to allow you to travel between uh, the country in which you've got the residency permit and the UK. It, it doesn't give you the freedom of movement necessarily around the whole of the EU. You can have more than one resident permit. So if you've got a, a holiday home in two countries or, or working in two countries, then potentially you could have a resident permit in more than one country. But to get a resident permit, you've got to have a home in that country, whether it's rented or, or owned. <clears throat> um, if you're um, uh, a member, uh, a citizen of one of the city-states in the EU, Andorra, uh, San Marino, Monaco, or the Vatican City, you won't need the electronic travel authority either. Uh, so th that, that will give you that freedom of movement. Um, if, um, and then going back to the UK, the UK uh, have not specified who will need that travel authority at the moment, but effectively it will still apply uh, the UK will apply their electronic travel authority to all people with visa-free travel. So de facto, all EU uh, uh, people travelling to the UK will be subject to the electronic travel authority, even for short-stay rules. Uh, so understanding the electronic travel authority is that that is required, even if you're going on a two-week holiday, you need the electronic travel authority to travel into Europe or into the UK. And um, within the EU, if you've got the citizenship or the resident permit, it, it potentially allows you to, to move within the EU, but you're still potentially going to be subjected to police checks and the border police uh, have got the, could, could then require you to demonstrate all your original documentation. So when you're traveling, you would still need to carry your residency permit uh, and your, your passport, as well as your... EUID card. Um, if that sounds complicated, we understand. Stay in touch. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel um, <clears throat> and we'll cover these areas. Uh, the implementation of the electronic travel authorities is still being rolled out. So the UK intention, in summary, is to be like the uh, US scheme, which is simple and straightforward. The EU scheme is more complicated because it involves uh, national governments that can apply personal national rules as well as the EU rules. But essentially, the travel authorities will require for anybody on any sort of short stay trip um, to, to travel around the EU uh, and the UK uh, from uh, late 23 through to full implementation in 25. If you've got a residency permit, uh, the short stay rules don't apply. Uh, and so the residence, the short stay rules of 90 and 180 days for the EU apply for anybody visiting those countries 
whether you own a property or not, unless you've got a residency permit. So if you want to be a nomad worker or if you own a property overseas and you want to stay for longer than a short stay period of 90 days in 180 in the EU, you'll need a residency permit. And for more help and guidance on that, contact us at projectpartnership.com. So thanks a lot for listening to the, this YouTube uh, uh, Living and Working Abroad presentation. Uh, contact, um, tune in next week uh, at the same time, 11 o'clock UK um, on Wednesday, and we, we'll uh, cover uh, more detail um, the, the changes in residency permits that are coming in uh, over, over the coming year. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll continue now with questions and answers on our Twitter space. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.